Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. I am super excited that you are here with us today. This is your host, James P. Friel, and I am joined today by none other than Mr. Dean Holland. I still smile every time I hear the fanfare to enter the show. I love it. I love <laughs> You've earned it, Dean. It would be uh, it would be really strange if uh, if it didn't happen. People would be like, "What is? Has Dean been demoted from king?" You're right. I know. I do have that brief moment after you've said, like, my co-host, I just pause for a brief second, like, come on, come on. There it goes. <laughs> yes. So how are you well, doing? I'm excellent. I'm, uh, I'm doing really well. How are you doing today? I'm awesome, too. You sound a little more energetic today. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I wasn't as energetic the last time we spoke, but here I am today. I'm actually... The last uh, time we spoke, you'd been up all night talking with people and hanging out and drinking and... Uh, oh right! Actually, your AI, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hanging out with my artificial intelligence robot that I created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's uh, he's exhausting. He's full extrovert. Never wants to sleep. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, has questionable ethics. So, <laughs> um, no, it was. Uh, yeah, that's right. So we were uh, we were at an event uh, last time, and uh, although I haven't had anything to drink, probably in like uh, three weeks. Not that I'm trying not to, but I'm doing this whole keto thing. Oh, yes. And how's yeah. that going? Uh, pretty good, actually. Today is, um, I think today's day 18. Mm. And, uh, you know, there was like a little bit of a, sort of a lull in the first, you know, I don't know, maybe like around day seven or day eight, where I was right. uh, extremely tired and uh, exceptionally grumpy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, I hate everything right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but fortunately that passed, which I think That's was good, good for everybody involved. Um, and, uh, and now I'm, now I'm actually feeling really good. Um, uh, nice. yeah, a lot of energy, a lot of focus doing a rowing challenge right now. I'm, uh, doing a hundred thousand meters this month. So that's been just casually, just a casual <laughs> yeah, just a thousand. casual hundred thousand. I'm up to, uh, 60, 60 K. Yeah. So I got another 40 oh, K nice. to do before. Actually, I got to cram it in. Because I'm flying to the Dream 100 event on Saturday. Why don't you row? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I could just like figure out how to put wheels on my rower and just row, <laughs> row all the way to Minneapolis. Um, you know, this is why I keep you around. Uh, right. I'm just full of great ideas. You really are. <laughs> Thank you for that suggestion. Seems just like you're full of something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you're as full of my, as much shit as my AI robot is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, so I know one of the things that, um, that we've been talking about that we thought might be really interesting to, uh, sort of discuss on the show 
Cause you've, yes. you've heard it from a number of people. I've heard it. We've both experienced it. And I think at some point, everybody in their business sort of gets to the, the stage where they're like, you know what? I think I might be selling to the wrong customer. Mm. And, and it's sort of, uh, an uncomfortable situation at first because it's almost like everything that you've been doing up until this point, you're like, uh oh, it's like <laughs> all wrong. Uh, <laughs> like my life is built on a lie. Yeah. I don't like the people that I'm selling to, or I don't feel like they're the right people for me. Mm. And I think that that's a real turning point for a lot of people because they can choose to either continue serving people that they're really not excited about helping, or they're just not like they, Maybe that's run its course or it's just, you know, something that's not for them anymore. Or or they can figure out how to chart new territory. Right. And I know you have specifically dealt with this on a number of occasions. Um, I know I have, and I'm sure if, I'm sure we're not alone. And so I thought uh, you know, maybe it'd be cool for us to figure out how to share with other people some tips um on how they might be able to help navigate something like that. Indeed. Well, you do know that people tune in just for the tips. So we better give. Some. Well, they do exactly, and and recognizing that this is the best business podcast in the world, they expect those tips, right? Indeed. So, uh, so so let's uh, so let's give them some tips, shall we? Yes, we shall. I think the first interesting thing, you know, you know, why he was just why he was just saying that, I was like, well, you know what? Actually, I don't think I realized what my problem was for a long time. Like, I remember just hitting this point where I'm like, why do I hate my life? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this isn't the first time I've thought that way, but this is at a point where you'd think on the outside, you're like, well, his life must be amazing. His business is doing great. He's got all this cool stuff. He travels. He has amazing experiences. Life must be like the best it's ever going to be for this guy. And actually deep down, I was freaking miserable, like curled up on the sofa, not moving, not even want to switch on a computer, let alone do anything or face the world. And for a long time, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why am I so miserable? Why, like, and, and, and actually, you know what? You know, when I look back on it, and it's quite easy to do in hindsight when you've come out the other side of this, but I used to almost look back and think, like, how ungrateful and what an awful person I am. Because, like, <laughs> I, like the weird thing was is that financially speaking and, and lifestyle speaking, I guess, to many degrees, like, I when I ended up in this situation, like by all accounts, I'd accomplished everything I set out to for many, many years. But yet when I got there, there was this whole strangeness, like what is going on? Why do I feel this way? Like, why do, why have I stopped caring about myself? Like what on earth is going wrong? Now, of course, as, as the topic suggests that we, you've just uh, angled us towards here, like I did of course go on to realize like, what it was is a lack of fulfillment. I wasn't passionate about the people I was serving. And so whilst I was serving and whilst I was receiving a lot of value back because I was serving so many people with some amazing products, the people I was actually serving were not fulfilling me because actually in my line of business of who we serve, you know, we, um, you know, in helping the newer end of the market, I guess, to start up an online business. I was just in this position where we were serving and giving all our stuff, but people weren't doing anything with it. And I know, yes, you know, let's just be clear that that's just how the world works, I guess, to many degrees. You know, many people are going to buy a weight loss course and never even get up out of bed in the morning to do anything, you know, but it still didn't help how I was feeling to face that fact. And I was like, I got to make some changes. One of the things that I don't think gets talked about a whole lot is that 
past a certain point of, you know, making sure your basic needs and everything are taken care of, there's a real a real need for contribution mm. and feel and a feeling of uh you know helping and and you know sort of uh it sounds so cliche but like you know giving back right. to a certain extent right and i have um i have a, a thing on that i have hanging on the wall of my office that i got at a tony robbins event and it's just a, sm- a simple quote and it says contribution is not an obligation it's an opportunity and i really have loved that for a while now because it it just frames everything the right way and it's it's uh you know wh- like what is being an entrepreneur right being an entrepreneur is at its core finding a problem that people have figuring out how to help them solve it and and making money by doing that right like that's that's sort of it and when you get when you get to a point where you don't feel like you're contributing in the way that's meaningful for you mm. then it sort of loses its luster and it doesn't matter how much money you're making because it's not about the money. It's about, you know, well, the, the contribution. Am I am I helping the people that I feel most compelled to help? And am I getting them, you know, the results that I feel like I need to be getting them and all these other things? And and so that's like that. I think what you're talking about being curled up on the couch or just being totally miserable or like certain points for me where I'm just like, yeah, I, I just don't want to talk. <laughs> I just don't want to talk to people. <laughs> Is uh, that's that's like one of the first warning signs, and it's odd that you would have to almost like take your business into a stage of metamorphosis where you reinvent it, mm. or at least reinvent who you're angling towards helping. Um, because on the surface, like you said, everything in the business actually looks okay. So I think I think one of the things that would be really cool is for us to sort of get back to the basics with people and say, okay, like. One, if this is happening for you, what do you do? And two, even if it's not happening for you, how do you figure out who are the right people for you to work with and serve in the first place so that it doesn't happen to you? Mm, Yes. Avoidance. (laughs) Yeah. Avoid the problem. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, you know, because there's, uh, you know, because if I was, you know, just, you know, selling some widget to people that I didn't care about. I'm going to lose my motivation in my business pretty quickly. Right. Indeed. You know, um, and, uh, and, and so, so I don't know what process you went through, but I know for me, I had to really go back to the drawing board and get excited about my avatar. Right. Yes. And saying, okay, who am I helping? And like, not just like, oh, I'm helping men from the ages of 26 to 32 years old, uh, that like to drive fast cars. Right. Like not like that. Like that's ridiculous. Like really, who am I helping? Like what are their pains? What are their problems? What are their frustrations? What are their hopes? What are their dreams? Like what do they really want so that like when they walk by, I can easily identify them, so to speak. Sure. (laughs) This is where it would be good for you to say. I was just thinking, I'm like, I should probably say more here. (laughs) 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 you'll notice i appear to suffer with this problem on most of our shows where i'm like right i forget that i should say more (laughs) you're like an observer you're like oh this is a really interesting show that i'm getting a chance to listen to (laughs) you know know what's really interesting is i do act as if there's a camera on me rather than just a microphone like often when i'm sitting back i'll be like nodding and i'll have facial expressions like you sat in front of me i'm like mm, yeah rather interesting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgetting well, what you're... i'm conveying on these podcasts no one knows about like right it's all lot, non-verbal it's communication 
That's right. Well, we appreciate that. And it really does come through the airwaves. But from time to time, we need some vocal <laughs> contribution. I'll start sending mail. Um, so here's the thing What for me, and it is like exactly like you've just said, it's actually going right back to the beginning. Because like, I want to... I think what would probably be of value here, another tip, I guess, or something to share is like, if I go back and and review, because I, I first had, like, I, I figured out I had to go back and because I never wanted to end back there again. And so what I did as a process is I actually figured out why I ended up there in the first place. And I realized that what I'd done over the years is I just sold stuff like I didn't go through a process. I knew, like, I had information that I knew could help people. And so I packaged it up and I sold it. Not, not well, who do I want to attract? Who do I want to serve? Who do I want to, you know, work with? Who's my ideal customer? What are their pay? Like, everything you just said, like, who's your avatar? Getting uber clear on it. Like, I didn't do that. I just started selling stuff. Like, and so what naturally happened over the years, when you compound that, like, I didn't think of who I'm selling to. I just sold stuff to everybody within the market. Right. Like this right. is why I ended up where it's like, oh, there's a few amazing people that we work with, but there's a lot of people that I dread, you know, and that's how I ended up there is because I was just selling to everyone. And when you're selling to everyone, of course, you're going to get some people that are great, but you're going to get a lot of people that you really don't want to work with. And that that's how we got there. So I think what you've just said there is perfect. And if, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, okay, well, I kind of get what these guys are saying, but I'm not in any pain right now, so I'm great. That is great, but just make sure then, take this time to say like, am I really clear over who I'm selling to? And is this, who I'm selling to, is that who I actually want to be selling to? You know, because it's all good and well. Like, we can all sell stuff. Like, that's that's for, for probably, like, for us and probably most of the people, I guess a lot of people listening to this, like, selling stuff isn't the problem. Like you've just got to make sure you're selling to the right people to give you that fulfillment, like we spoke about earlier. So that was like the first thing that I just wanted to kind of bring up here is that that was the mistake that I made that led me down to end up in that situation. It was just not being clear from the start of who I actually wanted to serve. And that's how I ended up in a mess. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's, I think that's really common, right. uh, you know, cause you're like, okay, well, you know, there's like these different stages of, of growth as an entrepreneur. And I think at the beginning, you're just like, okay, what can I sell to make money? Right. right. And, and the emphasis is on the product or the service. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to sell this thing and I'm going to try and find people who want to buy this. I think that's, you know, common and I don't think there's anything wrong with mm. it, but I don't think that's going to lead to a tremendous amount of long-term satisfaction and I also don't think that without being crystal, crystal clear on who I'm wanting to sell stuff to and who am I excited to sell things to, you're really going to stay in it for the long term. And so, and then you see a lot of people though, who are like, okay, well, here's what I'm selling today. And then they're selling something else tomorrow. And they're just kind of jump from like product to product or service to service, not ever realizing that, well, just like if you fall in love with your customer and what how you can help them then everything like that's how long-term relationships are built right yeah. like look at um you know like a high-end you know brand 
you know, I, like, uh, like we went to, uh, we went to the, the Prada store when we were in Venice. Right. right? And, uh, and I, you know, I got a wallet and, and, uh, and, and Yada got a bag and they, they are like so customer centric, right? When you go in there, they're like, Oh, Hey, like how, like, how can we help you? Like, what are you looking for? And they show you everything and they take the time to explain it. And it's just this tremendous experience, right? If, if they were just concerned with, Oh, Hey, we've got some, some bags and some wallets and some like scarves and sunglasses to sell. Then it would just be like sunglasses hut, right? right? Yeah. Where like you're just like, okay, well, I'm here to buy some sunglasses. Instead, you get you get an entire experience because they're they're passionate about serving the market that they're serving. Right. And, it, and it comes through in the products and it comes through in the in the sales experience and it comes through in everything. Or like an or like another example, like you go to you go to Disney, mm-hmm. right? Disney, Disney is pa- don't get What's me started that? with Disney. I've only I think this is the longest time I've gone without watching a Disney movie now. I'm 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 thinking you're probably gonna watch one tonight as soon as you get home. <laughs> Quite probable. <laughs> right? But they're like, okay, who are we serving? And they have such a clear picture of their customer, and then everything gets built around that customer. Right? They're they weren't just like, oh, you know what? We're gonna uh we're gonna create some rides and we're gonna sell some popcorn and some cotton candy and those <laughs> giant turkey legs. And, you know, maybe people will come and buy them. Maybe that'll be cool, right? They're like, no, like, we're going to create an entire experience for people who are passionate about stories and who are passionate about, like, you know, living in uh, and experiencing a a world that feels like um, a fantasy away from their day to day. And we want to give people that. And so I think that, you know, you can have a transactional business, which is selling products and services that are just sort of like, yeah, everybody needs that, right? Or right. you can have an, or you can have a, a customer-focused business that's designed to create experiences that people just get addicted to, and yeah. and that happens when you fall in love with your customer and you fall in love with the the challenges that they have, and you're just like, hey, like, look, I have I have a way to help you with this, or I have a way to give you what you're looking for this this dream or this helping you reach this goal or whatever it is. And if you're not in love with that person that you're doing all that for, then you just kind of feel like, uh, I don't know, uh, like I'm sure everybody's been in a relationship or had times in their relationship when they've just been like doing things for somebody, you know, for their significant other and they feel completely unappreciated. And they're just right. like, oh, man, I got to do this again, right? Like I got to take out the trash or I got to like blah, 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 right? And you're just like, oh, I feel so exhausted. But if you're, if you're right, like, but if you're truly in love with the person you're doing it for, it actually doesn't even feel like work. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I, I think, was just about to say, I don't think I've ever done any work at home. Ah, <laughs> oh, the newlywed. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's a little bit different than the message I heard when you were uh, wheeling Robin around in her wheelchair after she broke her ankle at your wedding. <laughs> You were, uh, I don't think I've ever heard so much bitching and moaning. So, um, <laughs> oh, you reminded me of the pigeon. <laughs> yeah. The pigeon. That was incredible. So, um, but, but right. Like that's, that's what it's about. It's about saying, Hey, who are you? Like right. you can help anybody. Who are you as my person that I'm going to choose to help my group of people, right? Get fired exactly. up about those people. and then. And then everything else just seems to fall into line a lot easier. 
definitely. Because I think this is this is the way that like, and I think it was one of our friends, uh, Kaylin and Brandon. I think it was those guys who who put it in this way to me once. They said like, it's like your own sort of club, and your customers are people you got to hang out with, like. You want people in your club that that you're going to enjoy to be around. It's like you wouldn't dream about going out on a weekend and hanging out with people who you just despised. Like you just wouldn't want to hang around them. And if if you're attracting the wrong people into your business, that's kind of how it can be like. It's like you're going through the motions of delivering because you have to deliver because you've taken money from people or like they've paid you money, should I say, term it a different way. Like people have paid you money. You're going through the notions of delivering but there's zero passion there. And, and at the end of the day, like, here's what I realized, like, it's actually like, it's not just harming you, it's harming them as well. And this is, this is the way that I managed to like, if, if we're to kind of start transitioning to like, well, how did you make the change? Like this, this for me was how I, how I started to get my head around it is actually like, my pain really didn't matter. It did to me, but it certainly doesn't matter to anyone else. Like, but what did matter is the fact that like people were paying us and yeah, we delivered, but if you're not got that passion behind the delivery, then did you truly deliver? Like, did you really care as much as you should or could? Um, I, I would sort of hold my hands up and say no. Um, and so that's where, like, that's what I started to have to tell myself and realize myself is like, I shouldn't be, they shouldn't be able to pay me, like, because I can't help them as much as I'd like to or should do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's and like, so like, it, it's, al- this- it's, it's almost like being, uh, being in a, a, a relationship that you know is not a good fit for you. Right. Right. And it's like, you got to be, um, you got to think about the other person be like look if this if this isn't a good fit for me i'm not doing this other person any favors by right. just being like oh yeah we'll just continue to be in this relationship right it's like no yeah. like you you it's it's almost a moral obligation to say uh you know what this i know this isn't the right fit and if it's not the right fit for me it's not the right fit for you but i think that takes a lot of courage on on every level personal relationships oh. and customer business customer relationships too Definitely, definitely, and I think one of the, um, the 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 challenges that people will face, and and if there's anybody listening here now that's like, I do get this, I I do feel this way, I'm not quite fulfilled, and and I'm not fully happy um, with with my business and who I'm serving. Like one of the, I think from both my own experience and now having spoken to others, because I I was actually really surprised. You know, I came off when was Funnel Hacking Live? Is it February or March or something? Uh, yeah. I think March. Yeah. So like a big piece of my presentation, as you all know, was like this whole aspect. And, you know, I think I even called it like how to get rich and miserable or something along those lines. And like, but, but I think one of the, 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 the issues that people will feel is almost feeling trapped. It's like you've built up a level of a certain lifestyle that you've become accustomed to. And that lifestyle has been fulfilled by a level of income that you're generating. And the idea that, what you're doing to generate an income isn't good for you anymore. Like the idea of possibly switching that off and going a different direction is incredibly daunting, like incredibly scary because like, it's almost like the world, a complete unknown world. It's almost like, well, if I'm, if I'm not 
going to carry this on, but it's doing all the, making all this money and giving me my lifestyle. Like what if I make a move and it all goes wrong? You know what I mean? It's like all these fears, like what if I'm wrong? What if I, what if I stop making money? What if I lose everything? You know, there's all these different thoughts and, and that, that's certainly how I felt. I don't know if that's like insane, but I, well, I, I one of the things that I, th- I think that's, I think those are common, common thoughts for sure. And for me, they, I think those things, those thoughts and fears and concerns come from a place where one, you feel like you haven't lost already. Right. And, right. and I would, I would argue that if you're experiencing like a, a tremendous dissatisfaction with the people that you're serving and you're like, well, what if I lose everything? I would argue you already have lost everything, but you're right. right? Yeah. Like th- what, what could possibly be worth worse the like lo- the losing of your, your motivation and your inspiration and feeling amazing every day? What could possibly be worse than losing that? Definitely. Right. And it's, it's ironic that you say that because the thing that actually pushed me over the edge, because like, this wasn't just like, oh, I wake up today and I'm not happy. Let me just change everything. Like This was like a process where I was miserable for many weeks. Um, and the thing that was like the tipping point was the realization of exactly what you just said. Like, what could possibly be worse than how I'm feeling now? Yeah. Like in terms of making a change, like what could possibly be worse than lying here like a sad loser curled up on the sofa every day, not wanting to face my computer or face my customers or any of that stuff. Like it couldn't be worse. Like I, I, I would, I would completely say like you've just said there is like, is there really in a business sense, anything worse than losing your passion or drive for what you do? Like probably not. Like I'd rather be broke and enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Obviously there needs to be a happy medium there, but you know what I mean? You get the point I'm saying, I'm sure. Yeah. And I, and I think that, um, you know, one of the other, one of the other false beliefs here is that when you recognize this, I think a lot of people are like, Oh man, like I'm going to have to burn everything to the ground. (laughs) <laughs> and then start everything from scratch. And and I don't know if it's just entrepreneurs or the people that I hang out with, or maybe it's just people in general, but we tend to see things in such like black and white, right? Like this is bad. This new idea is good. So everything with the bad has to go out and I can't have anything to do with it anymore. And I have to immediately change everything, <laughs> right? And we're like extremists. Right. <laughs> and and it's very, very dramatic the way that we think about things and a lot of the ways that we behave and we act. And and I would encourage people, especially if you're, you know, trying to make a transition, find find a graceful way to make that transition. Start taking steps in the direction of what you think is better for you. Right. And slowly leave the stuff that you think is not good for you behind. Like it doesn't have to be like jumping off a cliff. But but we have in our minds that it does, and that's that is one of the other terrifying things. It's like, oh, I have to end it all. Like, says <laughs> who? <laughs> Do you know why I'm laughing? Because it's exactly what I did. <laughs> I know, I know you did, and and you know. Sometimes, sometimes that's what you're going to do, and there's definitely going to be some turbulence if you do it that way. Yes. Um, but but I think when I've Hopefully, I've I've been guilty of this too, which is why I'm able to identify it, right? But right. but I think hopefully learning from 
all of that extreme stuff, I've recognized that there are ways to just start taking steps and moving in the direction that you want without burning the entire thing down. And I, and I know that it sounds so romantic, right? It's just this romantic ideal, you know, burn the ships and like, you know, chart a new course and all this other stuff. Like I get all that, but it's not like it's all like, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Right. Right. Like, you know what happened after they burned the ships, they like fought and many, many, many people died. Right. Like that is exactly what happened there. And so, like, let's not forget about that. So there's 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 reason to be fear and there's reason for concern. But fortunately, we're not in a, a true battle in this in the truest sense of the word. We we have the luxury of making decisions that are more subtle. What what I've recognized is that a lot of people take a sledgehammer approach to things. Yeah. When in fact, a scalpel would probably do a much better job and leave a lot less scarring, right? Ooh, you know, that's a great analogy, James. <laughs> well, like, like you go to the, you know, if you went to a plastic surgeon, you're like, I don't like my nose. He doesn't just hack the whole thing off, <laughs> right? In some countries, they do. Maybe they, yeah, maybe, right? <laughs> he like he he delicately makes modifications to it so that it moves in the direction of what you want. Right. And that's and that's the big difference. And and I think we we need to stop thinking so extreme about everything because it's not useful for our state of mind and Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not useful for the actual results that we're trying to create either. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I couldn't have I wish I could put things as gracefully as you. You're like a swan. You just gracefully come in with your analogies and I love it. Um (laughs) like a swan. (laughs) <laughs> I'll take it. Nobody's ever called me a swan in the before. US. There's that yeah, another we, like budgie situation. No, no, no. We have we have swans. But the we queen call, owns them. Right. She owns our swans. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> they're still they're still tagged as property of the Queen of England. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just fly around with tea. But no, I I I did what you just said not to do. Like I woke up and I'm like, that is it. I can't take it anymore. We're not selling any of this stuff anymore. It's like, oh, that was a great move. <laughs> you mean stop making any money? Yay. Yeah, let's cut off the income supply. Right. Yeah, you're so smart. Bravo. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know what else, Dean, though? Like the, the reason for that is also because we let it go too long before we make the change. Definitely. Definitely. Like this was 100% a case of like, like I didn't I didn't have this type of conversation back then. I didn't listen to anyone else have this kind of conversation. So like for me it was like I felt all alone. I'm like the only one that feels this way. Like how could I ever tell anyone that I'm feeling like this way about my business? They'll laugh at me. You know, I thought all these things in my head. And so I just just thought it'll go. Like this is how I felt. Like it'll pass. Like just obviously a momentary thing. It must have just been you know a bad customer, a bad support ticket. I thought it'll go. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And um, so it was like, it was like breaking point. It was literally like, wake up, like done. Like I'm done with this. Um, And I definitely, definitely wouldn't recommend anybody to A, wait until it reaches that point. And B, even if it does, to behave the way I behaved. Like do what James just said. (laughs) Well, it'll, um, I think, I think over time it will produce the same result with a lot less stress. 100%. 
right? And uh, and it's not that you can't get there doing you know how you did it, but you encountered like on a bunch of unintended consequences as well. For sure, for sure, and it was a it was a a very challenging period of time, like starting in a new direction and selling to a new customer is is challenging anyway on its own because you've got to figure everything out again it's like starting from scratch and then cutting off everything that was making money whilst you're doing that well that that's just not smart <laughs> and having a team and having expenses and all this other stuff at the same time yes you know, definitely yes. Di- definitely a difficult maneuver right it's like uh <laughs> yeah. it it's like it's like a mid-air refuel, right? With these fighter jets where they're flying and they're like, oh, we need more fuel. And then the tank tanker plane comes along and it's like, they've gotten it down to a science now, but that's that's still a pretty tricky maneuver. Yeah. Right? You're like, okay, well, we got to we gotta really stay like focused here. And if we're not on point, like everything's going to blow up. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I'd say it felt more like trying to stick a jet plane inside your ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, While flying it. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so if you don't want that feeling, <laughs> yeah. then maybe there's maybe there's a better way. And I think uh, you know, you know, for me, you know, I guess this this sort of like extreme behavior has been with me for my whole life because I remember uh when my dad was teaching me how to drive, we were we're going down the road and, you know, there was a squirrel or, you know, I think it was a squirrel, like just like ran across in front of us. And my, my reaction was to swerve really hard and slam on the brakes. Right. Mm. And, uh, and I, and I did, and I sort of kept it under control, but it was, it was ugly. <laughs> right? right. And, and my heart was beating and I looked at my dad and I must've been like pale. And I think he was like white knuckling it as well. And, and he looked at me and he said something that uh, I think, Applied to driving and learning to drive as you know a sixteen year old, but it, it applies to all the stuff that we're talking about here. Most accidents happen not because of the thing, but because of people overcorrecting from the thing. Right. Yes. Right. And it's yeah. like, oh man, like I, you know, I got this little squirrel in the way. I must have to like jerk the entire car off the road to avoid it. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And you don't. And you don't have to. You can actually just like tap the brakes and maybe like a minor swerve would actually do. And right. and I think that's what I'm suggesting that people really do here and and one of the practical ways that I think you can implement that is uh you know I'm I'm sure everybody a lot of people are familiar with the 80/20 rule, right? And it applies in all these different situations, you know, like uh um but but the one that I want to share here is if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, "Man, I hate my customers. I don't like what we're doing, blah blah blah." And and you don't want to do the extreme thing by like burning the ships and then going, you know, going and getting all bloodied up. I would suggest saying, okay, let's take 80% of our time and let's make sure we're servicing our existing business with that. Mm. And let's take 20% of our time and let's use that 20% as our green fields for exploration and finding out how to serve the new customers or reinventing what we want to reinvent. And as that 20% starts to gain steam, then start tapering off on the 80%. And I, and I think one of the, one of the things that, that does for us is it actually puts us in a habit of always sort of innovating, right? right? Yeah. Because if, yeah. you, 
if you're if you're always 80 20 80 percent is my base 20 percent is my innovation and my exciting stuff and all this other stuff it will always make sure that your base is stable and that you're constantly moving forward and innovating and creating which i think is one of the core needs that a lot of entrepreneurs have but they spend a hundred percent of their time on their base trying to maximize the cash that they're making trying to maximize everything and they don't and and then when they get fed up they're just like all right now i'm going to go from 100% to 0% in, right. instead of just having 80 20 sort of constantly on a regular basis yeah no i think that's a great idea i didn't make it up but i but i did <laughs> want to share it right i first heard about it uh probably like 15 years ago when i was spearheading some innovation stuff at the this big software company that i worked at and i was doing a whole bunch of research on what what companies do to innovate and google follows that rule. So if you work at Google, and I, I'm, I imagine it's still the same way today, but I don't know for sure. Back then it was. If you worked at Google, you had four days of the week, which is 80%, to work on your projects. Right. Your projects that are you know, committed to, like we got deadlines, we got all this other stuff. And then 20% of the time or one day a week, you could spend working on whatever you wanted no way. That, that would potentially like lead to new ideas. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and most people don't know Gmail came from that twenty percent. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was like not not a commission project, nothing like that. There were no deadlines or anything like that. And some guy was like, "Oh, you know what? In my twenty percent time, I'm going to work on developing a web based mail application that uses that has like really great search functionality." Nice. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then and then it you know then it started taking root, and they took it and they put it into the eighty percent. Yeah. Wow. Right. Cool. And they continue to innovate. And so my, my theory was, well, if it's good enough for Google, who's absolutely crushing the world, right? it's good enough for the rest of us. And so, so hopefully that's, that's a, a really simple strategy that you can use to potentially avoid getting extreme, but still start moving in the direction that you really feel like you want to. Yeah. I mean, it may, I mean, it's not good for everyone. Like Romacio, for example. Uh, no. He's definitely better than that. Well, he's above all of this. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so obviously this, you know, asterisk, small fine print on this episode sure. does not apply to Ramasio. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. So, yeah, I, I think I think potentially probably this has been a show that some people listen to and think, I'm glad somebody finally spoke about this. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and hopefully it does help your mom and our other listener. Definitely. Definitely. If, if not just for therapeutic reasons and yeah. Hi mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, I think that's, uh, I think that's a wrap for us today, Dean, unless there's anything else you want to share on the topic. No, I think, I think we're good here. I think the, uh, the moral of the story is, is a, you know, no matter where you're at, make sure you are serving the right people because if you're not eventually the crash will happen. And you can doubt that if you want, but just send us some fan mail when you're there, depressed, curled up on the sofa, listening if you to can afford sound bites of Ramacio. <laughs> yeah, send us some fan mail if you can afford the stamps right. once you get there. Yes. <laughs> but um, but no, in all seriousness, like this is this is a very serious topic. And and I could have never predicted that happening in my business. You know, I, I chased the success for so long and I got it and it was amazing for so long. And then all of a sudden, bam, because I hadn't done things correctly and I hadn't gone about getting to where I was in the right way by thinking about who I actually wanted to serve and who I was passionate about serving and what would fulfill me. 
I ended up in this situation where, yeah, financially great business, everything else under the surface, not feeling so good. And so, uh, yeah, now it's, uh, now it's amazing again. And we're, uh, we're building and scaling and growing and life's great again, which is how business should be. So yeah, hopefully this one's been a good one for people. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Um, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it here and thanks for joining us on another episode of just the tips. And let us know what you guys think. If you're uh, if you're passionate and excited about the show, please share it with your friends. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Later. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.